Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm John Marker. Hello, I'm Amy Haynes. Ooh, <laughs> and welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Hello and welcome to this week's Driven Chat podcast, where this week I get confused about Amy's new name. <laughs> Amy Shaw eats a cough sweet. We have random facts about UPS delivery trucks. Amy cries. Uh, Amy tells a story about how she gets splinters whilst looking at a Type 35 Bugatti. And Amy Shaw eats a cough sweet. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Amy Shaw. Amy Shaw's Amy Haynes. A lot of Amy's God, in that I, one. <laughs> and again, John gets confused about Amy's new name. We talk um, a lot about all, the fun, all of the fun things as we well. Do. It's not just about me. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, in, in other news, there are actual talking topics. Uh, Amy Shaw is back from Honeymoon. How was that? The Goodwill Members meeting. What a special event. Is Land Rover dead? And what's going on with Jaguar? Can we talk about synthetic noise and electric cars? A Royal Enfield Super Meteor 650, a Hyundai i30N, some Triumph chat, some Honda Civic Type R chat, uh, what's going on with our Land Rover Defender, and more. But I can't emphasise enough, the focus will be Amy Shaw getting splinters whilst looking at a Bugatti Type 35 wearing her pyjamas. There you are. Welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. The Driven Chat Podcast. Amy Haynes. Oh my God, it sounds weird hearing that. <laughs> Hello, Amy Haynes. Hello, John Markar. Uh, artist formerly known as Amy Shaw. I'm still going on Instagram as Amy Haynes brackets knee Shaw. Right. Because I think people might get confused, but I thought to myself, I'm going to be an Amy Haynes for many more years than I'm going to be an Amy Shaw. Hopefully. True. Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> if it all goes to plan. So, um, ah. yeah, I thought I should probably actually embrace the, the move a little bit, but not totally, just... 
I was I going mean, to ask about the whole thing, because you are known on Instagram as Amy Shaw Photography. So yes. is that now going to become Amy Haynes Photography? No. Ah. It's going to stay. Is ah. it Amy Shaw Photography Limited of Amy Shaw Photography on oh. Instagram? But now tell me honestly, <laughs> is that because you're remaining committed to your maiden name or is it because it's a bloody faff changing everything? Both. Absolutely <laughs> both. I feel that if I moved totally to Amy Haynes, I would be letting go. I'd be, I feel sad for the Amy Shaw photography that set it up for the first 10 years. So yeah. I, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to keep you because, again, that's what I've built my brand on as well. And it will take years, years of being Amy Haynes before I can sit on that completely. So, yeah, for the next 10 years, at least I'll, I'll go by both. <laughs> so. But yeah, uh, on my passport, it will be Amy Haynes. Amy Haynes. Yes. Wow. I know. I sent off my driving license to, uh, this week, but I don't know how slow the DVLA will be, but passport's meant to be 10 weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Oh, Long gosh. time. So no, I'm not going to bother with that one for a bit. Oh, wow. I didn't know if it was illegal to travel on a name that's... Well... Because technically it's still my name. Well, it's not No, I don't. No. Do you know what? I think you do have to change that. Yeah, I think I do as well. Well, the thing is, oh, I you don't know, what know I, because I, don't I guess know if you get to passport control, the the Billy at the desk isn't going to know any different, is he? It's Precisely. Just, you look like that girl on the passport page, and therefore that must be you. I might have to research it. Maybe it's a grey area. Maybe. Anyone so- at passport office listening, <laughs> you can just drop us a quick email, podcast at trimchat.com. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> F-A-O-A Haynes. Uh, but what's funny is that now I'm thinking about signing off all of my emails because my middle name is also is Harriet. So my initials now A-H-H. But if I sign off uh, my emails with... <laughs> but if I put it in capitals, it constantly looks like I'm in a slight state shouting. of panic. Ah! <laughs> so sign off every email with a slight state of panic. So That's good. Oh, what about signature? I, have I've, you been practicing? I have been practicing. I did it for the first time from a bank and it was crap. So I'm just going to have to get better at it. <laughs> so oh. I'll, get, I'll get better. This is something that you... Um, actually, I say that now. We're in a modern world. Yeah. You may end up changing your name at some point in the future, but it's not a usual. No, that's right. Yeah, I do have one friend who um, took his wife's name, which I thought was very modern. That is. Do they not put double barrel? They just went straight to. No, it went straight to wife's surname. Was it better than his? Yes. It was better than his, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't say his name, uh, but uh, yes, yes, that was exactly what it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. You're right. It's. Um, yeah, I, I could. If I do end up getting married to my lovely girlfriend um, and I change my name, that would rule out the continuation of my surname in any next generations. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm the last one. The last standing male with my name. Yeah, well, it's up to you, but probably keep it then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, off to a flying start on this week's podcast. Uh, As you have probably guessed, dear listener, this is the uh, one of those episodes where it's just Amy and I. And I always say that with a a slight element of caution in my mind, because I'm like, obviously... We, in fact, we just said this before hitting the record button, didn't we? We don't really like listening to ourselves on the <laughs> podcast. Um, as weird as that might sound to a lot of people, it's really quite strange. Having to listen, I'm listening to my voice now in the headphones that I'm wearing. I will then listen to my voice again once editing wizard Tom has done his magic. Because uh, I always have a quick skirt through before putting it online. And then that's it. Once it's online and live... I won't ever listen to it again because that, to me, is the strangest thing in the world. Um, and yet, to a lot of people, they, they find that very strange. In fact, a, a previous colleague of ours used to um, rhythmically listen back. Li- back. <laughs> I also can't talk. Used to listen back to the episodes uh, multiple times. 
I just can't do it. No. It makes me cringe inside. It's like looking at a photograph of yourself. Like I look at it once to be like, oh, that's nice. I might use that as a profile picture or yeah. stick it on a frame of something, but I'll never actually look at myself again. Like that weirds no. me out. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a bit like having photos of yourself. It's like your like wallpaper. Above your bed. <laughs> just a picture of you. You like, know, there will be someone there. I am. <laughs> that <laughs> does that. <laughs> the family portrait above the mantelpiece. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just Photoshop like your own face onto every person. Exactly. See that. how long the rest of the family knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, why did we start talking about listening to ourselves? My memory at the moment is very broken. I can't remember either. Uh, we were saying something about, oh yes, it's an Amy and John episode. Yes. That's why. Um, yes. And somehow that went onto a tangent that I'll only remember once I'm listening back in the edit. But hey, here we go. So yes, it's an Amy and John episode, which uh, I, yes, that was it. I don't remember now. Uh, I, I feel sometimes a compulsion to apologize for it because of course we are predominantly a podcast that brings you a new guest every week. And this week we haven't got a guest. It's just us. But having spent quite a lot of time at events recently, um, I've had some really lovely feedback from people going, Actually, uh, those those episodes are my favourite, hey. including my uh, my lovely girlfriend, who, oh, who then followed up with saying uh, that uh, Amy is her favourite. <laughs> I was like, right, so that that's great. So, well, yeah. my husband uh, definitely, I think I've said in a previous podcast, definitely laughs at your jokes, doesn't laugh at me. <laughs> like I, I, you know, if we if we so for example, talking about listening to yourself when we've just been on our honeymoon, we listened to the last episode that you and I were on together because wow. Will was like, oh, you know, I'd quite like to listen to that, and I said, oh, do we, do we have to? <laughs> so anyway, we did, and then it's quite nice for me because I get to see like actual feedback of a listener. Yeah. So, but I'll, what I'll try and do is like. I try and like sneakily look at, you know, see his expressions. <laughs> and it's only when you say a joke that he laughs. Brilliant. <laughs> if, I, if I say a joke, he just like stares. <laughs> Blank <laughs> face. So That Amy girl's weird. Yeah, I'm not very funny. So, um, But no, at least you make him laugh. So I'm glad well, that I'm Amy's favourite. I'm glad that we, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we can, we can uh, keep our partners appeased uh, if, if, if nothing more. Uh, but yes, no, thank you, actually, genuinely, because I've recently been to a few events. We'll talk about them all. Goodwood members meeting, Salon Privé as well. Um, and and one very strange circumstance where I was just walking along the street in my local town uh, when somebody said, oh, hi, uh, you, we don't know each other, but I listen to your podcast and it's really oh, good. That's so we've had, so had nice. a lot of really nice feedback. Um, and uh, now I'm moving house. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> to move away from here. No. Um, Yes, uh, right, so let's get into it. Amy Shaw. Yes. No, sorry, Amy Haynes. Yes. <laughs> Artist formerly known as Amy Shaw. Uh, you're back from honeymoon. I am, yes. In our last episode, we recorded just a few days before the big day. That was the one. The big wedding. Uh, then the wedding happened. What a lovely day. Thank you very much. And how lucky did we get with weather? We were very lucky. Did not rain. Given that you were driving a beautiful E-type and yes. many of uh, your friends, our friends, were driving around in beautiful cars, some yes. without roofs. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow. It was a fun day. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I drank way less than I thought I was going to. I left practically sober. I could have wow. driven home. I know. I think it was all the, it was the, the Kaylee dancing. Yeah. Did you join in with Kaylee dancing? I did one round. Good. Uh, not a big dancer, but I'll be honest. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. The guy that orchestrated <laughs> the dancing. He was good. He trolled us all. <laughs> he trolled us hard. Because myself and a good few others were like, okay, we'll go in. We maybe won't partake, but we'll go in and see it. And I think he tricked everyone by saying it's it's the first dance we've all got to watch the first that dance we're like oh okay and he's like hang on why am i holding hands with this random stranger what's it? oh no but that was the best bit kaylee yeah. dancing is if you don't know what kaylee dancing is 
I mean, I can't spell it out to you because it's spelt really funny. And yeah. 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 It's spelt like Gaelic. Yeah. Yes. But um, basically, it's like country dancing as a kid. You you join up with a partner or a few partners and then you go and dance around. You might end up with a different partner mm. um, and you just meet random people. And it's quite nice seeing people that you've never met. Like, sorry, I met everybody, but n- never um, seen kind of crossover in your life dancing together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was a good, it was fun. But uh, yeah, then we went off to our honeymoon like three yes. days later. Um, and basically the, the idea originally was going to be we were going to do a road trip around Switzerland and Austria. And then ah. as I started looking into planning it, to the extent that we were going to do this in the MGB, um, and I put it on our, on our invitations as well. And then... I found out that all of the fun mountain passes still closed. Still closed until yeah. June. Yeah. June. Yeah. It's such a they're not open for very long. No, they're not. It's a very short like driving season. June to season. October. Yeah. Anyway, so that annoyed me a little bit. So then I thought, well, I've just I've been to America and done a bit of fun driving in uh, October last year for a job. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Let's do that. And th- I mean, some of the roads are incredible. So mm. Along the, um, there's like this mountain strip called the Appalachian, Appalachian Mountains, um, or the Smokies, mixture of names. Yeah. Basically, massive mountain bit on the kind of the east side of the USA. Nice. Um, goes through loads of states. And so we kind of twiddled down that over four days of our, of our honeymoon. And the roads, every camber, beautiful. Really? Every road surface, beautiful. What were the speed limits, though? Well, this is the silly thing. Mm. At certain points, there is some, like one of the, the most amazing scenic drives. I forgot what it's called now. Um, it's not difficult to. It's something like Blue Ridge something. Mm. Beautiful. Have we actually said where you went? Oh, uh, America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> East of America, basically. <laughs> so, I was like, hang on. We I know where you went. But yes. Did, so we did, say it out loud. Yeah. Yes. East yes. of the of the North America. The, um, yes. Yes. Um, so kind of like think 2,600 miles starting and then finishing in New York. Wow. So that, yeah, but as far as like Nashville and Chicago, if you know your, your, your Northern America, so uh, you, you might understand a bit more geography. Mm. Um, but basically, mountains, roads, that was it. Um, speed limits. Yes. Like silly speed limits. Like mm. and not in a good way. And mm. every, nobody does them either. So like you'll be on the, the highway and the speed limit will be Something like 55 miles 55 an hour. Miles an hour yeah. Nobody's doing 55, police included. Like, policemen would overtake us. Brilliant. And, like, we would be going something like 70. Then you just think, well, I don't quite understand what's going on, but I'll go with the general <laughs> consensus rather than the signs. So, and lorries, not lorries. What, what was, Trucks, the, the, semi, semi, yeah, semi, or mm. 18 wheelers or whatever yeah. they are. Big they rig. are sat, not kidding you, 70, 75 miles an hour. And you're like... <sighs> That, that scares me. Mm. You know, no, like, lane discipline. Nope. You can overtake on the left or the right, and it's, yeah. all, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. So that was a bit scary. Every junction is like Spaghetti Junction. We went wrong multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so, but apart from that, great. Um, road oh. Yeah, the, the roads going through the mountains are incredible. But, like, again, mountain roads, they're like speed limit, 35 miles an hour. Yes. I can understand that if you're a plonker. Yeah. Because they are a bit, they can be a bit sketchy. As in, like, if you overcooked it on a corner and it's a bit icy, you would be off, and that would mm. be you unalived. Like, it wouldn't be, <laughs> it wouldn't be good. Unalived, life yes. deleted. However, yeah. if you are competent mm. and have, you know fun level of competence, then if you don't see a speed limit sign for a while, you just think, oh, I forgot. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, yeah, so very, very, very fun. Oh, good. 
good. The car we did it in. I'm just going to offer this information. Yes, because I, I don't know ask. what it is. I'm going to ask, but I don't know what it is. Well, um, on uh, the, the the car rental uh, company that I'm not going to name because I asked them if they wanted to upgrade us and they didn't even reply to my email, so I'm not going to give them any any Perfect. form of uh, uh, what's it called mention. Yep. Um, it was the the option of sporty car. Sporty car. Sporty is that how car. they described it? That's how they described it. So Perfect. anyway, they said Dodge Challenger or similar. And ah. I sent them an email saying, hey, it might be a Ford Mustang. Is there any chance we can make it a Ford Mustang? Okay. They did not reply. Interesting. It was a Dodge Challenger. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we got. So we're trying to think, the Challenger, and if, forgive me, um, listeners of the Americas, we don't get Challengers here. Mm-mm. We do. Like You have to import them and they're left-hand drive and stuff. Yeah. So the Challenger is the well, that's the four door, uh, or was it two door? No, two door. Two door. It's two door. Oh, I'm yeah, sure it's two door. Two door. Yes, because the maybe yeah. it's the Charger that I'm thinking of that has the four, four door. doors. That's yeah. a slightly strange front end. I like the Challenger. They're quite pretty. Hang on, to let look me out. just Google it. I, 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 I like the front. I don't love the side and the back, but the front is nice. Challenger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like the Challenger. Yeah. I think that's a good-looking car. It is a good-looking car. Yeah. Um, it's a bit funny to photograph, but it's still quite good-looking. Mm. The problem is, at least with the one that we borrowed, when you switch it on, and then the you expect there to be, I don't know, some good noises. Mm. There were noises, but they weren't amazing. I bet it was a v, V6, wasn't it? It was a V6. Uh, it was yeah. not that exciting. Yeah. Mm. I know there's some rental companies in the US, and this is starting to happen here in the UK as well, where they're giving, they are renting out like the Hellcat versions and absolute bonkers, superpower, mega noisy ones. But I'm guessing they Sorry. come at a they come at a higher cost. They do. Um, I'm putting out now. I have got a cough. Yeah. Gonna, <coughs> sorry about that, listener. Amy is dying. Pause. I'm just going to get a cough sweet out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we are. We're back after that short interlude. Short for you, dear listener, because it only took um, a couple of seconds. Uh, for us, it was uh, ten minutes. <laughs> I'm so I, sorry. I decided I'd, I'd spare <laughs> myself and the audience, fellow misophonia sufferers, uh, from listening to uh, you eating a cough sweet. Amy. Rattling around my teeth. Rattling. <laughs> sorry. Um, so, yes, um, we're back. Um, yes. Tell me, you, where were we? We were Dodge in, Challenger. The, in the United States of America with yep. a Dodge Charger. Cha- yeah. Challenger. Challenger, yes, sorry. Get it right. Ch- hang on. Challenger. Yes, you're right. I had to re-look at my Google search. Yes, so it was. Um, V6, not very exciting to listen to. Mm. We did do a standing start at 0-60 to see how quick it was. And I think it was something like my XJS is about half a second slower or oh, something wow. like that. It was, it was not that impressive. Oh. I think it's probably, I'll give Dodge the benefit of the doubt. I think it's probably just the bog standard thing that they give to yeah. car hire companies. Yeah. But still. As a first experience, I was like, meh, not not for me. Because yeah. um, it was also not not bad, but then you have like other people driving past in their Mustangs. Obviously, it's their personal Mustang, <laughs> but it's like, Rawr! and you think, well, we don't sound like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but no, the uh, great car still just to cruise around in loads of boot space, mm. got all the luggage in and the, the rest, and well, the rest would be walking boots. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Jeez, listen to you. <laughs> Had plenty of space for our walking boots. <laughs> well, I didn't want... Anyway, you know what? Let's just move on from that. So, um, But one thing that um, when we started getting into more southern states, uh-huh. 
William has never experienced the trucks out there. Ah, like they are the big rigs huge yeah. and absolutely could easily leave any uk truck in the dust yeah like t- totally this insane machines yeah and he's like yeah i really want one i'm like no no you don't <laughs> if the petrol prices over in the uk were the same as in the us maybe mm. what types like 70 pence a liter really yeah wow ridiculous so and the mad the mad thing is that we do have a lot of american listeners as you know and, that, and many of them are like oh, your fuel prices are right now are through the roof if you guys spent a month here spending what we spend on fuel you would be rejoicing at the <laughs> rates that you're paying for fuel yeah you're right it's eye-wateringly expensive here in comparison to uh to the u.s we're up to like what one one pound 89 which hang on well, it's going to be confusing because they do it in gallons. We do yeah. it in but it's very expensive. Put it yeah. that way. I don't want to know. I've yeah. got to go and fill up after this. Yeah. MGB. At least it's got a little tank. It does have a little tank. But yeah, so um, that, trucks. Trucks are cool. Or can be cool. Mm. But, um, yeah. And lots of... We saw a quite a sure crash, which was... Oh. It sounds like it's bad, but it was... And this sounds off. It, it was kind of funny as well, because <laughs> basically we were we were we were we were. I'm, I'm trying to talk about how I didn't realize how bad some American drivers can be. Uh huh. So yeah, like we were sat in traffic lights, and out of the traffic lights from like a petrol station off the side came this. I think it was the, I think it was a Challenger as well. Actually, that Challenger sounded a lot better than our Challenger. Mm. Anyway, we don't know if we were nicked or something, but they left there quickly, and then you just heard wheels spinning like. Bah, bah, and then we were just like absolute wallies. Anyway, they went round the corner of this traffic light and you could still hear them going, blah, 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 blah. anyway, turn around the corner and they'd gone into a fence and a hedge and they were still trying to get out. They were like wheel spinning, trying to get out in the mud, Brilliant. completely, completely trashed the car. And we thought, hmm, karma, you're fine. So I can say this. Yeah. If they weren't fine, we would have probably stopped to try and make sure that everything was okay. But they were fine. And then it was just like, huh. So, so I just thought that was something we didn't expect to see. No. But, um, and that was on our way to a really cool car museum called mm. the Leylones, 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 It's a, basically a, a car museum in Nashville nice. of totally eclectic cars, like ah. silly things, like one-offs. So little, no like theme to it, just... The weirder, the brilliant. better. And it was, it, but some of them were beautiful cars, like one-off they looked like alphas, but they weren't alphas. They were really lovely. And, nice. Um, although there were some cars we definitely did recognise, but really cool stuff. Um, because apparently Nashville is a nighttime place and not quite a daytime place. Unless you're like shopping and daytime okay. drinking. Is that something to do with temperature? Was no, it- it's just, it's a, it's definitely like, imagine, or I've never been to Ibiza, so I don't actually know. But what I imagine uh, Ibiza would be, but yeah. for rock and roll and country music. So oh, like, nice. Okay. Party all the time. Right. So if you don't want to do like daytime drinking, then you've not got much to do. (laughs) (coughs) I see. So yeah, sorry about that. Um, And uh, yeah, but no, it's good. Fun place. Wicked place in the evening. Um, That was the one night that we had a a bit too much pop. And the next day we had to (laughs) delay our road trip a little bit. (laughs) A bit too much pop. You've never never sounded more British whilst talking about your honeymoon in the US. (laughs) Walking boots and pop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we did not fit in so, <laughs> oh it yeah. sounds really good though but no it's good but no i was sad to have missed the good members meeting oh, that you yeah. went to i was there yeah as many of our podcast listeners will know i was there uh with a the microphone 
And yeah. Miles. What an event. Uh, uh, Miles and a Tim Hutton. Now, it's worth saying, actually, Miles was hoping to be here today because yeah, we still him. haven't had a three... The three of well, in fact, we have the three of us have had a podcast together, but that was when we interviewed Miles about a thousand years ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, so yeah, Miles was hoping to be here. He's currently on a plane on his way to Ireland oh. uh, to do something work related, but I can't remember what it is. Looking Miles. Um, so yes, uh, there will come a time where the three of us will all be together in a studio talking nonsense. Um, but until then, it's just you and I today. <laughs> uh, but yes, Goodwood members meeting myself, Miles, and our good friend Tim Hutton as well uh, came along and yeah. I mean, what an event. If you've heard the podcast, firstly, thank you. It's a long one. Um, it was a mammoth recording effort, a mammoth editing effort. Thank you, Tom. And uh, it seems to have gone down really well. Cool. So, yeah, we're hoping to do more and more and more with Goodwood. The Goodwood PR team are being very kind to us. So big thank you to all of them for uh, helping us out. And of course, they lined up that brilliant chat that we had, you and I, with Aaron Shelby. Mm. Um and yeah, so we're, we're hoping to do more and more. So Festival of Speed is going to be our next one. Will you be around for well, that? Well, my, my next <gasps> one is not an automotive event. So uh, I'm with Goodwood. Oh, hang on. Yes. Is it Good Woof? It is Good Woof. <laughs> I am excited. I am excited. Catherine on the PR team when I was packing up at, uh, at the uh, members meeting. I said, right, I guess I'll see you uh, next event will be a Festival of Speed. And Catherine looked at me and went, well, we do have good woof. And I was like, and how am I fitting that into a car podcast? Um, but that does sound fun. Are you going yep. with uh, young Lottie? No, because I'm working it. Oh. I know. But I might see if I can wangle some tickets and get Will to come down with Lottie. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd just be slightly distracted. I think we'd be distracted regardless of if my own dog is there or not. What is the format of that event? Is it just I have no a idea. good word with dogs? It's, I, I think so. If anybody has not heard of Good Woof, then, I mean, it's, it's quite obvious that it's the, the Goodwood version of a dog event. I don't know what another dog event is. Uh, What's the one Crufts. with all, Crufts, that's the one. <laughs> um, so I think there are lots of lovely dog things. It's my first time going, so I will I will let you know after Great. that. I'm kind of intrigued. I'm kind of tempted to just go and see what it's all about, but I won't have a dog, obviously. So I'll just be <laughs> you there. You can borrow mine if you want. Could do, couldn't we? <laughs> I, could, I could be Lottie's She's very minder. good. You could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so, um, but apart from that, the uh, members meeting, I've just been watching really cool videos of oh. cars going sideways and it, sounding amazing and yeah loveliness. it was yeah utterly utterly brilliant from a content point of view you end up going away with like loads of video clips loads of photos for me loads of audio files that you said didn't you on <coughs> instagram afterwards that uh you go home with like thousands and thousands, thousands. of photos mm-hmm. uh I spoke to rob overy who was there oh, who i think rob. he was getting like he was expecting to go through about 15 to twenty thousand oh photos goodness, to he edit shoots afterwards. more than me so yeah it's uh if you hold down your finger on the button when you're trying to do pan <laughs> shots then if you're pan, then that that's when you bosh out many many yeah. shots but um but no what i mean what was your highlight highlight of the weekend highlight of the weekend for me probably gt1 and gt2 porsches it was only a fast demo or oh, actually i'm gonna go i'm on par and both of them were demos so there was a porsche gt1 and gt2 cars so like 993 era 911s with all the iconic sponsors there was the playstation sponsored car the road atlanta sponsored car coca-cola sponsored car like cool. they just looked so good um and they were doing fast demos so that was awesome to see but they also had fast demos of the kind of early to mid 2000s uh, le mans cars oh wicked yep. so um corvettes dodge vipers 
uh, Ferrari 550 LM, one of my absolute all-time favorite racing cars. Yeah, though, just seeing those ripping around on track, because usually those events like Le Mans, once the event has finished, the race is finished, the cars tend to, they might go off and do like a couple of other races, but then they'd like locked away and put on display somewhere. So to see all of those cars of the same era, like pressing on, whilst they weren't racing, they were they were re- really genuinely pressing on. That was really cool to see and hear. And Tim on the podcast, he made a really, really good comment, which I hadn't allowed myself to think about, was the variance of noises that come with those cars. Because, mm. of course, modern day racing cars share a lot of the same engines and it results like f1 you know there's very little difference between all the f1 cars some might have a slightly different exhaust design that makes it sound slightly different but otherwise they all generically sound the same with cars of that ilk we had there were v12 ferraris who were like really raspy and screaming and then there were more bassy v8 ls engine corvettes and oh it's just awesome so yeah i enjoyed that a lot there was a lot of me just like like a seven-year-old child balancing my chin <laughs> against a fence listening to cars Aww. ripping past, which is, uh, yeah. That sounds awesome. Enjoyed that. Good. So, yeah, it was very good. It is a, it's very hard to put into words when you're doing an episode like that to to demonstrate how difficult it is because from a listening point of view, it's like, oh, well, clearly you just walk up to people and put a microphone in their face, but it is a hectic event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was doing something like between fifteen and 20,000 steps a day oh just walking around. My phone was like, what are you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, but, yeah, amazing, amazing event. And, uh, yes, if you haven't yet heard that episode, do have a listen back. That's last week's episode, The Sounds of the Goodwood Members Meeting 2023. Cool. Um, and that is the sound, if you can hear it, of a UPS truck driving past our studio window. Did you know that UPS actually trademarked their brown? Nobody can use that. That's UPS Brown. I didn't know that. Mm. However, I can come back to you with a uh, uh, a UPS fact. Did you know that you cannot buy... Uh, you're about to hear another sound now, dear listener, which is the sound of our sandwich truck pulling into the <laughs> car park, so I apologise. <laughs> it's so sweet. We do have soundproof windows. However... For whatever reason, the frequency of that sandwich van's truck, it must be the loudest. That it, was some, it has a, a triple glazing frequency piercing siren. Uh, so apologies for that. I'm still hanging on for your UPS. Oh, yeah. Sorry. UPS <laughs> fact. So uh, if you want to buy a UPS van, you can't. They've, Why? They've protected the interior design layout in the way that they stack parcels. Okay. So if, for example, as I previously found out via a... Uh, previous employer if you want to buy one of those and turn it into oh i don't know a merchandise sales unit or a burger van yep you can't and as soon as the ups trucks have finished their life the back part gets completely destroyed so that nobody can use it wow yeah that sounds a bit ott it does doesn't it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, so if, uh, I mean, the rules might have changed now because I know that it's a bit like uh, I was talking to um, Mike Fernie about his desire to get a one of the Red Bull minis, you know, with the, the can on the back. Yes, yeah. So he's he was he's hoping to get one of those and turn it into a cannon. Okay. As, <laughs> as you do. Thing. Okay, yeah. But again, it's a similar thing. So Red Bull aren't allowed to sell those because it's like a trademarked design. There is a, there's definitely a proper legal term to it, but... Certain companies will trademark the shape of their vehicles, and in doing so, they also avoid some sort of massive tax bracket. Got it. Um, but it means that, yeah, 
so the story goes, you can't go and buy them. I know that some people have managed to do it, but yeah, there you go. UPS fact. There we are. Enjoy write that. That Thank down. you very much. UPS fact. UPS facts. Um, on the, uh, the the list of things to talk about, yes. I'm quite intrigued to hear about your view for the, uh, the third point. One, two, three. Is Land Rover dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Um, and I, what's going on with Jaguar? And what is going on with Jaguar? <laughs> what what's is going, going on with Jaguar? Or should we say, as it's now known, JLR, officially. Which is, is interesting, because we, as media people, have been talking about Jaguar Land Rover as JLR for... Ever. 10, 15 years now, haven't we? Uh, but yes, um, interesting one. I thought I'd mention it. I know we're not the first to mention it, but um, interesting headlines coming out over the past couple of weeks with regards to Jaguar Land Rover rebranding, although they're not quite rebranding. They're getting rid of the Land Rover, but not getting rid of the Land Rover. Yes. I still didn't quite understand. I read the article. I still didn't quite understand. It's a very confusing one. And the press office and PR offices didn't do a very good job of making it clear for... Uh, various audiences because even some press outlets went as far as saying Jack, uh, Land Rover have, has been deleted as a name like it's not being used anymore which obviously it's not you know it's, the, the Land Rover name is still around what's happening is they're putting an emphasis on brands like Defender Range Rover Discovery so that's going to be their focus a bit like I guess Citroen did with the DS brand okay um, Seat did with Cupra um, it's that kind of effort of making a focus on what was a model, now making that a brand. So dealerships will now have a Range Rover department, Mm -hmm. a Defender department, a Discovery department, and a maybe on the side a Jaguar department as well. That sounds like lots of middle management jobs. Mm. Like there are certain companies that already have a lot of those kind of roles where there are many people to do few jobs really. Yeah, And I feel that, Maybe I shouldn't be saying this out loud, but I feel like JLR are a company that everyone, at least maybe it's because we live in the area, but everybody seems to work for JLR. They've got so many members yeah. of staff. Yeah. And I just think you don't need, well, then again, I've never worked. I'm talking from a point of absolute ignorance. Um, I just feel like it's a lot of people. And then the minute that you split that, surely that's going to quadruple that. Mm. Anyway, I don't know. I might be talking totally out my ass, but. It's very, very, very confusing for a lot of people. Um, it's. I kind of get it, but I think the way that they told the story made it very confusing. I'll be fascinated, genuinely fascinated to see what happens with dealerships, because if a dealership is now going to be told, if you go to a, um, there are a lot of dealerships where you see Jaguar and Land Rover in the same building. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a Listers, who are a big local company um, to where we record our podcasts, they have Jaguar Land Rover dealerships where you go and you'll see a Land Rover badge and a Jaguar badge. It's now going to be interesting walking into a showroom like that and they'll have a section for Defender, which they're probably going to want to make look rugged and off-roady and cool. And then Range Rover will be sleek and posh and stylish. And then Discovery will be uh, full of children's toys or something. (laughs) And then Jaguar somewhere else. And I just think that, you know, dealerships are going to spend a lot of money in having to refit their showrooms in order to have this different walkthrough of different brands. and. Why? Yeah. When everyone already knows Jaguar Land Rover as JLR and already knows that the family is a family of brands, um, it, it's, yeah, it's quite an odd one. But then the whole dropping of the Land Rover name, this, what are they calling it? They're calling it a trust mark rather than a trademark or okay. rather than a brand name. Are they still keeping the little green badge? The badges will stay on the cars. Okay. It will still be a Land Rover Defender. But from a retailer point of view, it will be... The Defender. Okay. Um, which, again, makes sense. 
Because we kind of all call them defenders anyway. We don't say, exactly. I have a Land Rover defender. We just say, I've got a defender. So exactly. maybe they're just taking on board. And when was the last time you heard anyone say, oh, I drive a, I drive a Land Rover Range Rover? <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> Everyone just drives a Range Rover. Yeah. Um, yep. I guess to a certain extent with Discovery. So, yes, that is what's going on with uh, JLR. As for Jaguar. What are Jaguar What are you doing, Jaguar? Like I am a Jaguar lover. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen their Instagram? Yeah, I've, I've, it's brilliant. Well, <laughs> I've actually unfollowed them. They annoyed me so much. I've unfollowed them. <laughs> I love uh, when I when oh. I have a slow moment in the day. Which you just happens. read the comments. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. I go onto the Jaguar the Instagram same. feed and just scroll down to the comments, and they, they're brilliant. Yeah. I remember when you used to post about cars. <laughs> wow, what's the? It's just it's so bizarre, and uh, yes, there are some interesting decisions being made, and the thing is. Jaguar have, they haven't actually launched a new car now for quite some time. I think iPace has now run its course. Mm-hmm. Uh, XE has been around now for a good few years. XJ, I don't think they've got any new ones coming. Or if they are, they're going to do a fully electric one. Or they were going to do a fully electric one. And then they decided to can it completely, despite the fact they'd already made concepts and platforms for it. it there are a lot of decisions being made within Jaguar section of JLR that are making a lot of people go, are you guys going to be okay? Like, are you going to be here next year? Because unless if unless they start bringing out cars like tomorrow, it's, there are, if I was a shareholder, put it this way, I'd be very concerned. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're from, from our business point of view as well, we're looking at it from the classic side as well. Like if big mm, Jaguar course, go, do yeah. little, do little, do classic Jaguar go. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, yeah. I don't, which I don't know if it'll have an effect on the classic Jaguar world at all, if 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 at all. Mm. Um, however, I'm just going to go out and say right now, if anybody who's working at Jaguar Classic and would like to come work for William Haynes Limited, then please do. <laughs> so, <laughs> if before it's too late because we need staff, <laughs> you can cut this one out if you want. <laughs> you know, Jaguar Classic works is just down the road from where we're recording this. We just pop in with a sandwich board. <laughs> Well, what's funny is that the roundabout directly outside of Jaguar Classic has one of those signs that say sponsor this roundabout. We have considered sponsoring <gasps> Oh that my roundabout. God, you should. You, sh- you absolutely should. Oh, wow. I know. I might, I might actually. Tired of uncertainty? To- <laughs> Come to William Haynes Limited. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, please. I don't know if they do. could sue us for that or not. Because uh, no. it's a free roundabout, not, isn't it? You're not defaming or. Uh, no. <laughs> Adverts and advert. <laughs> Maybe. Let me, I might do a bit more research into this. Oh, you should. They definitely can't be that expensive because one of the roundabouts very local to where we're recording this right now for a quite some time was sponsored by uh, a random woman's erotic novel. And I wish I was making that up. I wish I was. And it was. It was just like, I can't remember the title of the book. Clearly the advert didn't work and clearly I didn't investigate the book any further. But it was <laughs> something like, let's let's just call her Kathy Bates for, for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> Kathy Bates' new erotic novel. And it was like something, something steamy, steamy, da, da, da. And I was like, it can't be that expensive if somebody's gone to the effort of a at-home DIY publisher sponsoring a roundabout. So uh, let's definitely re-explore that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a note of that. Amy Shaw sponsors right. a roundabout. Yeah, we'll look into that. <laughs> Sorry, that was really mean of me. No, I, I mean, but entertaining. And that's what we like. Uh, right. So yes, I'm ticking off my uh, my list. Uh, Amy Shaw is back from Honeymoon. Good members meeting. Is Land Rover dead and what's going on with Jaguar? Um, which I then subtitled JLR doing weird 
beep, beep. again, uh, which they are, yeah, have been for some time. Now, next one. Uh, Amy Shaw. Yes. Can Please. we talk about synthetic noises on electric cars? Yes, we can. Good. Do I need this this pair of headphones next to me for this? Yes, if you would. Okay. I'd like to test you on a couple of things. Are um, these noises that you have recorded? No. Okay. Uh, no. I if I if I'd have been smarter about this, then perhaps I would have done. But yeah, feel free to put your headphones right. on. I'm gonna play you a couple of sounds that you will also hear, dear listener. <laughs> Uh, and Tom, this is on audio track left, right. So <laughs> just in case you're looking for it, um, I will just hit play on. The, in fact, the one I'm going to start with is uh, a little car that we all know. So you know what a Fiat 500 is. You know what a Fiat 500 Abarth is. I do. Um, I'm going to play you some noises now. And I'd like you to give me an indication of what you think of this. Amy's face, right? It's like that kind of look of what did I just listen to? <laughs> Pure confusion. Yeah. Um, I was trying to imagine where was I in the car? Was I outside the car? Uh, was you... I on a street where other cars were going past? There were lots of different noises that went yes, on in that. There were, uh, there were, and I'm glad in a sense that I haven't shown you what I was looking at because you were watching the viewer, is, the listener, isn't going to see this either. Okay. Yes, yeah, so this is a video. Um, in fact, let me let me do this. I'm going to do the very beginning because I think we even have a startup noise again. So, yeah, um, all of the noises you're hearing there are completely fake. Oh. That is an electric car. That is the Fiat 500E, short pause to read, Fiat 500E. Scorpionissima. 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 Um, Yes, this first came to my attention at Salon Privé London, which I went to a couple of weeks ago, um, where they unveiled, I say with inverted commas either side of my head, uh, because, of course, everyone's already seen it. But, yes, they started revving this car up, playing off the synthetic noise. And I couldn't help but think it was utterly bizarre. And I'd like to did, get your thoughts as well. Did it sound synthetic when you stood next to it? Yes, it sounded exactly like you've just heard there. Which, uh, although I admit, the startup noise is quite convincing. Yeah. Um, but the driving, the kind of free revving noise, very strange. I really don't see the point. Mm. Um, because the thing is, I think the thing about the, the noise of cars is not just what goes in your ears, mm. but it's what you... And not in a fuzzy romantic way but literally what you feel mm. like when you feel the vibrations of of a of an in- engine through the air yeah and you just think ah oh, 
that my eardrums can feel that and mm. they go Bleh. and you know there's there's something very very different i think about the actual noise the actual noise of a yeah. car rather than just you know we don't go to goodwood and put headphones on and just listen to the cars going round or anything like that you know i you... did last week <laughs> <laughs> you did it for my job sorry let me but take yeah. that back we don't sit at home <laughs> normal people don't <laughs> yeah. yeah you know this this very different yeah and it's because sound isn't just about a recording yeah that's right um so i, I like the idea that electric cars do have to make a sound mm. those sounds are not the sound no like that I just think it's just. Oh my God, how, how can I word this? It, it, it's it's just trying to be something it absolutely categorically is never going to be. Mm. So why? What's yeah. the point? Is it because you're trying to be like, okay, we want to make people happy with noises here? Yeah. Well, that that it's yes, but you're not, you're doing it wrong. It's so. just, it is a difficult one, isn't it? And like interestingly, it's interesting hearing how other manufacturers have done it. Like the new BMW i products, the i four. I had that i4 M50, and I recently, on a BMW press day, drove the i iX60, which is that really enormous blobby thing, uh, fully electric. But the sounds, the interior sounds as you accelerate, have been engineered by Hans Zimmer. Oh, cool. So okay. he puts these I think I synthetic sci-fi noises. They don't sound like a car at all. That's cool. And that, I get. I'm like, yeah, cool. You can turn it off if you don't want it. You can turn it off. But this whole fake artificial engine noises, it just... And I'd be genuinely fascinated to learn more. I did a really uh, quick and easy post on uh, Instagram stories when I was at the launch, when I was at Salon Privé, put the thing up with a poll, like, synthetic noises, yes or no. And it was like a resounding... It was like 98% no, like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I want to know... Who is this for? And if there is anyone listening at home that's going, actually, yeah, I really want my electric car to sound like a petrol engine. Um, could you email me and tell me why at podcast at drivenchat.com? Because I'm genuinely fascinated. I can't work out who at what stage went through a board meeting going, right, we're going to launch this new electric car, but we're going to make it sound like it's not electric and people are going to love it. Where was the market research on that? And who, when so many people that I speak to and the polls that I've done all come back going, don't do that. That's no. rubbish. Like, why has that been able to happen? I'm going to play you one more. This time, it is a completely different sound, uh, different car, although interesting, same parent company, nerd alert. Um, This is a Dodge Charger, Charger, (laughs) Daytona SRT electric muscle car um, with what they're calling a chambered exhaust sound. Don't ask me. whoop and holler there from the uh, live audience of that unveiling um but uh, the, the that one sounded like there was always an element of this isn't real yes and i really liked it more. oh i, I didn't ah. I, I i didn't i'm not saying i liked it and i'd want it but i liked it more than the did you 500. yeah because i think that low well maybe it's just the way it sounds in my headphones that low rumble sounded truly synthetic yeah. but like almost like it has been 
not I mean the when I first heard it it sounded like a I don't know if you ever had like an electric keyboard, an electric piano, and you could make yes, it into a little pitch. Yes, yeah. But then, or, or the one I used to have, you could have like a choir singing rather than the the noise. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you press the the lowest one, yeah, and it was like yeah, this, yeah, yeah, whoa. low uh, or low bed as we'd call it in the radio world. Is it? Is that what if it you, is? If you're doing a competition, you do the low bed. You get the whilst you're then going. Got it. X factor reveal. You know, yes. like and the winner is. Okay, bed. got it. It sounds like that, and I thought that sounded quite cool. And then, but then when it did it, this little rev, mm. it had an element of, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I'd rather it didn't make the noise at all. But it did sound more fake, but almost obviously fake, but with like a, a nod to engine noises. Yeah. Well, hang on. Let me play. Am this I just down. talking rubbish? No, I know. I'm genuinely interested to see what your reaction is because to me, I didn't hate that. It sounds like computer game in the 1990s like early 1990s but is that cool like if it was like mm, no is it not cool no i mean <laughs> do you know what i mean like if it's terms i don't know like we, if we had some synth noises coming out and it sounded yeah but then just make it synth hang on let me play this but here this is it driving through a little crowd to go into a uh, a warehouse <laughs> I just think, to me, I don't get it. No, I still don't get it. I'd rather, much, much rather, if I had the, the option between that or a total, like, whooshy, whizzy, futuristic noise, mm. I'd go for the whizzy, Like the whooshy. Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if, yeah. You start, yeah, if you switch on your, your car and it went, bleep, bleep, hello, grandma car. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the future. <laughs> I am your car. <laughs> or if, you know, I, what did I? I can't remember what I heard drive past me the other day on a dog walk. But it was <laughs> it was quite it was it was it wasn't a taycan, but um, taycan taycan. Um, but the noises where if it does sound like a little like spaceship, I like that. I yeah. like, but it has to be like a bit of a noisy one. The, the more quiet, the more I don't like it because I'm just like yeah. this weirds me out a bit too much. But yeah. when, when it goes passionate, it goes. Ooh. I'm like, oh, that's quite, that's quite nice. <laughs> it's a very good impression of an electric car. <laughs> Thank you. I think there are regulations, aren't there, for low speed stuff, so that uh, people don't get run over by them because they're like this, not this stealth car rolling along. So you always get that low speed rumble, or Kias tend to make a weird bonging noise as they reverse. And... I don't know. Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> Boom. That. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I'm genuinely the reason I'm bringing this up is because firstly, I was standing at Salon Privé again. What? Uh, and secondly, I then thought, surely people must have something to say about this. There must, there must be somebody out there that wants this. And if you are one of those people, I want to hear from you. And I'm not going to laugh at you. I just want to know why. No judgment here. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Just a little bit. Oh, I mean, there will be judgment. <laughs> not publicly, but yeah. Um, you can take your headphones off now if you like. Oh, I do, if they, if they restrict your, uh, your comfort I just have to hold the wire down so it doesn't push against the, <laughs> the microphone. Pop shield. <laughs> this is the, uh, the behind-the-scenes technical world of podcasting in our little makeshift studio. Um, yeah, so, yeah, if you are, yeah, do email me. I'd, I genuinely would love to know, and I'd be fascinated to see how many I get from people going, yeah, no, honestly, genuinely love that, really love it. Um, yeah, so we... But uh, also let us know how old you are. I want to know if it's a generation ah. thing. If it's, I don't know if, like, an older generation would be, like... 
give me the real noises. So like a younger generation might be like, I like all the synth and the fake and the, I don't know. Interesting. Or the total opposite way around. Yeah. Or if anyone has any like deeper insight as to why we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast who are on the engineering teams, design teams, PR teams within manufacturers, huge manufacturers. That's the sound of me dropping a pen. (laughs) There are, you know, a fascinating group of people. So uh, yeah, if you're an industry expert that perhaps wants to come on the podcast and go, here's why we put uh, synthetic noises on our Fiat 500s podcast at drivenchat.com. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about what we've been driving, riding, pedaling, walking. Can I have a little cough first? Uh, I thought we might have gone to an ad break at that point. Would you like to? Should we go to an ad break? Where are we? 34 plus 15. Yeah, I'm going to go for a safety wee, actually. Uh, Yes, we're going to have an ad break now, dear listener. Um, You can have a wee and I can have a cough. You can have a cough. (laughs) I can have a wee. Might might put the kettle on. Um, And um, yes, when we come back, um, we will be talking about Royal Enfield Super Meteor 650 Hyundai i30N. Uh, a, a string of triumphs, possibly a Honda Civic Type R. Uh, what is going on with our Land Rover Defender? And many other things. Um, yes, we'll be back in a moment. Enjoy this advert about, I'm going to guess, who's who's being our big advertiser at the moment. I think it's still Costa Coffee or Camelot. It might be a national mm. lottery advert you're about to hear. Unless you're listening in the US, you get completely different adverts. Uh, would love to know what they are. Uh, boring. Anyway, back in a second. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Driven Chat Podcast. And we're back. Which advert did you get? Let us know. No, don't. Um, <laughs> right, we're back. We're back. We're back. I realise, actually, um, I say I realise, we spoke about it before hitting the re-record button. Um, now that we're fully stocked with new coffees, teas, cough sweets, uh, you've got two hot drinks because <laughs> you're greedy. Um, and um, yes, we realised that when you were talking about your lovely honeymoon, yes. you stayed somewhere cool. And yes. then you kind of threw this weird curveball at me at the beginning. Like, I can't really talk about it, but I want to talk about it, but I can't say who it is, but I can kind of give hints to it. And Tell me more. Well, basically, before uh, we, we moved on, or we'll move on for, to other things, I yes. forgot to say that we stayed in a, one of the best barns I have ever will ever stay in in my life mm. um i joked to my family that it was an airbnb and my mum was like oh i want to stay there that looks nice and it was not an airbnb <laughs> it is so um, this was this somewhere you were invited to come and stay yes nice. it, this was um a chap uh who i know through another client a client of mine mm-hmm. and it, it, he is one of his clients and let me just say it's like some of the world's best cars are him and his mates will own wow. um and so basically as we he, he was very kindly said i don't know why i said yes because it's not my kind of thing i would usually do but he was like why don't you you know at the end of your trip why don't you come and stay for a couple of nights just before you go back to the hotel 
we were like, oh, sorry, back to, back to um, the airport. And we're like, okay, all right, well, you know, you know, let's let's do it. And he was like, I'm going to invite, uh, introduce you to this, this Jaguar friend of mine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we, we arrive and he shows us where, um, if we wanted to stay, we can either stay in the main house or we can stay in his in his barn, in his garage, basically. Okay. Um, and we go and have a look in the garage. And I'm just going to, I'm going to pass you a photograph. Nice. Um, and I hope you understand, because I know I'm more of a classic car person than you, but I'm hoping that you no, understand. Well, well steady. Sorry, sorry, Come John. Come on, let's, right. So I, uh, the audience aren't ever going to see this photo. No, I cannot, show, I cannot show the photographs. So I do cannot. I have to be careful how I describe it? Oh my God. <laughs> you can describe oh. what cars are there. Can I? That, right, let me just give you, that is floor one. There's a second floor underneath. Okay. So, here's what I'm looking at. That is not a barn, by the way. That's an aircraft <laughs> hangar, for a start. I'll show you the outside, and I promise you. It, is, you know, um, genuinely, it used to be an old dairy barn. It used to have cows I in it. See, I can see that. And he liked yeah. it so much that he, when he found out about it, he moved it from Canada to his house to be rebuilt again. Because it's a beautiful barn. As one does. Yes. Uh, right, so, from what I can see from this one photograph, I've got a Porsche 959. The uh, the uh, the world's fastest car back in the late 1990s, the competitor to the F40. Uh, then next to the 959, so that's that's probably four or five million dollars. Next to that, it looks like it might be a Maserati. Yeah, uh, is it the silver one? Uh, no, the kind of this greeny blue um, one. That is a Maserati. Yes, um, um, I can't remember exactly what no, it is. Um, but I'm guessing late 50s, early 60s. Yep. Um, then what looks to me now this could be a couple of things, but I'm going to say is is it? It's not a Bugatti. Oh, it is, is it? a Bugatti. It is a Bugatti. That it's is a Type a... 57. Well done, Atlantique. <gasps> oh my Very god, I'm well such done. a nerd. <laughs> so that is a Type 57. Yep. Um, incredible. Yep. Um, I know for a fact they're worth a lot of money. That looks like a Type 35? Yes. Oh, well God, what a nerd. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, dear listener, I've not been given a crib sheet. Um, then that looks like, that is a challenging one from that angle. Corvette Stingray? No, I think that's another Maserati. Ah, I see. All I can see is the bonnet, yep. uh, dear yes. listener. Um, just the bonnet. So it's a, yeah, okay, okay, yep. And then a G-Series 911, looking lovely and kind of mustardy yellow colour. And then is that a 250 short wheelbase? No, 275 GTP. 275 GTP. Yeah. Okay, okay. No. Again, I can only see the headlights and the bit of the button. Oh, 275 GTP. Of course it is. Beautiful. I love mm-hmm. those cars so much. Um, okay, wow. So, And it, then that's on one level. And then I'm looking at a pool table probably. Um, just. I don't think it was a pool table. Oh, it was not. It was just a table. I think, yeah. But basically, the, the, mm. some of the, the just the, the memorabilia toy cars. Thank you. So it's leaning across the table. <laughs> Um, Bugatti things. Who knew that Mr. Bugatti made furniture as well? Like original Mr. Bugatti. I did know that. Well, anyway, there were bits of his furniture in there as well. Wow. Like some of the most incredible cars, memorabilia, like in, in this most incredible place. And I just thought, so to wake up, there's a photograph of me looking at the Type 35 in my pajamas. And Brilliant. I just thought, that's never going to happen again. So um, I bet it smelled beautiful. It did there? smell so good. Although, because it used to be an actual an actual old barn, it's all wooden floors everywhere. Yeah. Splinters. My word. Oh, no. Splinters. Because so, we didn't have any slippers. So, um, anyway. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's sounding smart. very British. <laughs> it, was, it was a necessity. I'm going to just jot down here. Amy gets 
splinters. <laughs> this, by the way, when I say I'm just jotting this down, so the introduction that you heard at the beginning of this episode, we've not recorded that yet. What I do is I get to the end of the episode and then recap on what we talk about and then I run through uh, that list and that's why you heard at the beginning of this episode me say all the things that I said. But right now, as we record this, I've not yet said it. Got it. Okay. It's confusing, isn't it? It is. Well, anyway, I just wanted to share this really wonderful place because it was yeah. magical and I will... And how upsetting that we can't say who it is. I know. I know. It's, um. yeah, I mean... I... It's not no one. Fam- it's no one famous. I yeah, don't think. Yeah, yeah. But you could probably Google the person, and it would bring yeah. you some information. But um, no, very very wow. cool stuff. And then underneath it was you know the usual like outside Bonnarocky types and one twenties uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know just the, those kind of things. I know small. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> run of the mill sports cars. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So very very cool place. Um. I wasn't saying it to brag, maybe slightly. Yeah. But like it brag. was just wicked. And I just thought you know one day that's the kind of if you're going to do a shed that you have all your cars and you can put your guests in, that's the kind of shed that you want. I mean, I wouldn't have that many cars, but I would, I might, but it'd be like the, you know, when you drive past people and you can see in their garden, they've got like a long garden and there's all these cars like on trailers and so most of them don't work. They're probably like minis. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the neighbours that everyone else on the road hates. Yes. Yeah. The eyesore neighbours. Just wondering when you're going to move that mini clubman <laughs> that seems to have, have a tree growing out of it yep. out of the garden. Yes. Because we're trying to sell our house. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fabulous. Anyway, moving on from that. Moving on from that. I uh, Yes, thank you for sharing that. I, um, yeah, I, I do I have a real strange soft spot. I don't really know why I have such a soft spot for um, classic Bugattis, but I really do. They're beautiful. I, to me, like uh, the modern day Chiron and Veyron and stuff, I get it. I get that they're incredible, but I can't tell you how unexcited I would be at the concept of owning that car. Like mm. if someone said, here is a five million pounds Bugatti Chiron for you, I'd be like, oh, that's so kind. And I know that sounds <laughs> weird because there'll be loads of people listening like, <laughs> idiot. Um, but to me, I would so much rather have a 57 or a 35 mm-hmm. Just beautiful things. Yeah. If you don't know what a Bugatti Type 57. 57 uh, Atlantic. Yeah. If you don't know what that looks like, go and Google it now. Yes. Um, only if you can, only if it's safe to do so. If you're driving in the car, don't do that. Do it later. Um, but yeah, go and have a look. Beautiful. Lovely. And look at the interior. Did it have like amazing um, pattern it's, fabric and stuff? Y- no, this, this one didn't have pattern fabric, but like the exterior was like a grey green, mm. but then the interior was like a different colour green. And then oh, it had like, uh, like, tan coloured wood like oh, veneery bits dreamy. it was honestly it was stunning absolutely stunning so um yeah Wonderful. 10 out of 10 would stay again airbnb rating i would <laughs> <laughs> imagine the insurance policy of an airbnb if you kept those cars my in there because they're worth a lot more than a bugatti shear on well this is the thing out. this is why when i showed my uh i did show my family a photograph and then my mum was like can, can i stay there I like, Mom, no <laughs> in the politest way possible Absolutely not. <laughs> Bless uh. her. Anyway, moving on to moving um, on. Royal Enfields. Royal Enfields. Yes, you've we're been, now in the been... driving, riding, experiencing section of the podcast. Um, have you ridden the Super Meteor 650? I have it. It's at home. Cool. I was hoping to be on it today. But it's... because we live in the United Kingdom and it is <laughs> April, uh, we haven't had a day without rain for approximately eight years. In fact, that's a lie because... <laughs> last weekend was beautiful. Last weekend was beautiful, uh, as was Tuesday this week where I filmed with the Hyundai i30M. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but yes, uh, Royal Enfield kindly delivered the Super Meteor 650 to me, which is their latest release. 
Uh, very lucky to have this, actually, because a, a lot of people, when I put it up on my um, Instagram stories, uh, there were a lot of my motorcycle journalist friends who uh, are proper journalists, not like me, like pretend journalists, who were like, <laughs> how do you get that? I haven't had that yet. So um, I've been very lucky. However, uh, it was delivered to me two weeks ago. I've ridden it once ah, okay. because of the weather. Oh, okay. Then. And I hate riding in the rain. Yeah. It's not fun. But then again, the meteor, isn't that the, it's more of the, um, the not off-roady, but more like a Himalayan-esque. No, oh. no. I don't You're know why. thinking of the it... Scram. Oh. The Super Meteor is the kind of cruiser. So it's feet oh. forward. So the Meteor up to now had always been a 350. So that's their little single little thing, cylinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, single cylinder. Really upright thing, I thought. Uh, no, totally no, again, you're thinking, you're <laughs> no, thinking Scram. You're wrong again. You're thinking about the Scram. <laughs> Stop thinking about Sorry. the Scram. Uh, you no, know, the, the, yeah, the Meteor was the kind of like um, chopper style. Yes. Bum back. Yes. Feet forward, which is the first time, genuinely, I've ever ridden a bike where I've had to have my feet forward like that. Really? It's, it takes a it couple takes, of minutes to get used to, it doesn't does, it? It does, but it's comfortable, isn't it? It, ooh, mm, oh, okay. yeah. so I did. The, I had the for the uh, Great Mali Rally last year. The R18. I had the R18 oh, from BMW yeah, R18. Bike. They're beautiful. I prefer them when you've custom customized them a little bit. Like Agreed. I find them a little bit. Um, they they brought brought out the concept first, and like the exhaust is wicked, like yeah. fish tail exhaust, really like um, just just elegant. And I think they've they've fattened them up a bit too much. It looks mm. a bit soft and a bit like a, an Apple iPhone or something like that. But yeah. And part with you know, put it on your own stuff, and they're beautiful. Um, but yeah, feet forwards. I was super comfortable for the however many thousand miles that we went, mm. one thousand five hundred miles. Um, so you, you didn't find it for well. Comfortable? Again, I've only ridden it for a day, and I've got an, I've got got it for another week. So in fact, the week that you're listening to this, if you're listening in real time, <laughs> what was that? What was that? Did you just burp into the microphone? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just missed the mouth. You just poured tea all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this do you know what i said to tom our audio editor before because we're recording this on friday the 28th this episode goes out on the monday what have you just dropped now <laughs> and i said to tom i promise i know because you've got a weekend turnaround we won't make this difficult we'll make this as easy as possible so far we've started this recording three times we've paused whilst you eat a cough sweet you've poured tea down yourself <laughs> the problem. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, but this is real, folks. <laughs> I just bashed my mug when I came out. <laughs> Was that the clinking sound, the sound of a mug hitting your teeth? Hitting the table on the way back. Oh, up. I see. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, Carry on. We'll have a moment to compose ourselves. Oh, where were we? Where were oh, we? I'm crying. Uh, hang on. Let me write this down. Amy Shaw cries. <laughs> Amy. Uh, oh, I'm running out of space. Amy Shaw. Oh, dear. Amy Shaw cries. <laughs> no, but you're not Amy Shaw anymore. Amy Haynes, <laughs> previously known as oh, Shaw. Dear. Right. Anyway. So uh, you, yes. you've, you've had it for a week. You've got one more week. Got one more week with it. It's been collected this week in real time if you're listening to this as you are, as it's gone out. Uh, so hopefully this week I'll have a couple of riding days on it. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know if it's a setting I can play with, but to me, it is the stiffest motorcycle I've ever ridden in my oh. life. I think it looks really cool. Um, I was a bit dubious, I'll be honest, because when Royal Enfield said, do you want this? I was kind of like, uh, having looked at the Meteor 350, 
I was like, I'm not, I don't know if I, that's the kind of thing that I would get excited about. And then this thing got wheeled out the back of the van when it got delivered. And I was like, oh, it's absolutely enormous. Like, mm. it's a much, much bigger bike than the 350 version. Um, yeah, I think it looks genuinely really cool. Uh, it's that 650 engine I love, absolutely love. If you are a regular listener, you've heard me rattle on about Royal Enfield 650 engine quite some time now because genuinely uh, they are great. And it's a great kind of like mid-level powerful enough to really feel like you're going somewhere but without being intimidating so for like first time riders or if you've not ridden for a good few years and you want to get back into it these 650 twins are just beautiful uh, i love the gearboxes i love the engine torque i love everything about them and it really suits this bike so i've really enjoyed that element of it but yes i i need to somehow work out how to soften the rear springs i know you can do it there are uh, some tools that come with the bike that you can essentially twist the the coil over to have a softer ride uh i need to do that because of course the other thing with and only if you're a motorcycle rider you'll understand this the other thing with feet forward riding is that you lose an element of shock absorber yeah, through heavy. your own legs yeah yeah all of your weight from your spine goes right down onto your coccyx and that when you've got a very very stiff bike can be quite uncomfortable uh, because of course otherwise your feet are usually like zigzagged down beneath you and if you see a big bump coming up you can just kind of stand up stand up a bit take your weight off the saddle and therefore you smooth it over that is my only complaint so far but it is the one and only complaint and it's the kind of thing again because of royal enfield and the spectacular way in which they price their motorcycles it's so i was going to say the the the, the cheap word but that's a terrible word to use it's such good value mm. Uh, six thousand four hundred forty nine pounds for a brand new six fifty twin cruiser motorcycle. It's insanely good value, and the only reason that they can do this is because, of course, the primary market for Royal Enfields is to the Indian consumer. They buy them in their thousands, yep. absolutely loads and loads and loads, and it means that because they sell so many of them, their profit margins can be shared across a larger number and therefore the overall retail prices come down but that also means that for people like us here in the uk we pay the same sort of figure that the indian market pays which is in comparison to say the triumph equivalents half price a lot of the time isn't it mm-hmm. so, um or more easily more. yeah i think some harleys are like in 34 oh my if goodness some me. Are into the 40s as well I yeah there's some big there's some big money bikes out there but yeah and the thing is if you're spending that sort of money to me the way I always look at stuff like this, and like you say, these bikes always look better when you've had a little bit of a play. Mm-hmm. And Royal Enfield have been great for the past couple of decades at producing bikes that you can then tweak and modify, put different fuel tanks on, put different mudguards on, change the mirrors, all of this really, really easy stuff to do. But also things like replacing those rear shocks. So you could probably go out and find some more um, compliant rear shock absorbers to make the ride a bit more compliant and softer, uh, which isn't going to break the bike. If you were going out and spending 13 to 20 grand on a bike and then going, oh, now I need to spend another 700 grand on shock absorbers, you'd be like, but with the Royal Enfield, I don't think I mind that much. But then saying that, by the time time it goes back, I might have figured out how to soften it and then get on with it a bit more. You'll find out because I'll write a review on it and it will be on our website, drivenchat.com forward slash words. How was that? It was a lot of me talking. Wasn't no, I it? liked it. That was that was good. I, I I was listening to you as if I was listening to you in my ears. So thank you for that. Which now you I'm won't thinking... do because you don't like listening back to the no. episodes. Neither do I. So there we are. 
Yeah. Good job. I can just listen to you here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so tell me a bit more about this Hyundai i30N. Okay, well, I'll start by saying it's Hyundai, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry, Hyundai. Hyundai, okay. as the advertising campaign is now telling us, Hyundai. And in the review, I did my filming with it on Tuesday, which was the only sunny day we've had in the United Kingdom since 1994. Um, we, uh, I had to re-film a lot of me because I said Hyundai, which isn't correct. It's Hyundai. Hyundai. Um, yeah, hi you. Nearly. Hyundai i30N. Uh, I got in contact with Hyundai a few weeks back because I am no stranger to the i30N. In fact, I took one on a road trip to the Nürburgring a couple of years ago with our friends at Caffeine and Machine. And um, I just thought, I couldn't really remember how much I liked it. I know that there'd been a bit of a midlife facelift. So I got in contact with the press office and they very kindly sent one almost immediately and said, here you go, have a go in this. Um, what a brilliant little thing. I think they're so good. And again, on a similar ilk to the Royal Enfield's Super Meteor 650, the value for money on these, whilst it is £35,000, which I get, a lot of people are going, what, what, value for money? When you consider now that a Civic Type R Honda mm-hmm. is £50,000, oh suddenly these are still quite good value. But yeah, really, really loved this. There is going to be... Uh, In fact, probably later this week, there is going to be a YouTube review. It's not going to be a full, full driving impressions, doing rolling burnouts, all that sort of stuff. Uh, But it is a kind of quick walk around, bit of a drive, some beautiful drone footage. Thank you, Luke, um, of the car. And then there will be a full written article very soon as well on the website, if not already. Um, Yeah, hot hatch, really, really good fun. Uh, Little two litre turbo engine dare I say it, at times felt a little bit too powerful for its own good. It can't quite put the power down in the front wheels, which to a certain element is quite funny because you end up kind of like (laughs) torque steering and fighting the steering wheel. But there are also times where you just want that power to go down. You're like, oh, I wish it was a little bit more sensible. Um, And then my other complaint about it, which isn't really a complaint, but it's something I, I mentioned, which I thought was interesting. When I, again, as I do, car gets delivered, put it up on Instagram stories. People then reply and go, oh, yeah, those are great or those are fantastic. I had quite a few people go, those are really cool. I just wish they were a little bit louder. Louder? Louder. Okay. Because, and I thought in my week of uh, testing, it was perhaps a bit too loud. That's why I was confused because on your, mm. on your, on your notes, I, I didn't think you'd complain about having, especially if it's a Hyundai I would quite like a noisy one, surely. I'd be interested to see what you thought of it. The thing is, I there is a thing, and maybe it's an age thing for me. Uh, I am getting quite bored of loud cars, unnecessarily loud cars. Okay. And what I mean by that is if a car has a little two-litre four-cylinder engine, I don't necessarily want that to be screaming at me. And there are different settings you can choose you can have the exhaust making more noise than usual and, and you can quieten it down in eco. But there is this constant setting. If you're just like rolling around in your car park at home or you're just like in a supermarket car park, at low revs, it's really boomy. It's oh. really loud, like unnecessarily loud. And there's no way of making it quieter. And it also does. I don't know how Hyundai have managed this. Perhaps it will change later this year because it is getting a facelift. But the um, the regulation, the European regulation that is now no longer allowing unburnt fuel to be passed through the exhaust system 
uh, because of emissions. And of course, that then results in pops and bangs and rumbles and crackles at the back of the exhausts. Uh, modern cars aren't allowed to do that anymore. However, Hyundai have just ignored that rule <laughs> completely. And it pops and it bangs and it rumbles. And it's just, it's just a tiny, tiny bit excessive, in my opinion. But that's me uh, as a 35-year-old man getting grumpy and old. Maybe they just thought, well, if we're not going to go by their rules, then we're really not going to go by their yeah. rules. It is like a last hurrah of noise. Perhaps. I'm really intrigued to see what happens later this year when the facelifted version comes. And I'm, I hope uh, Hyundai will invite us along to have a go. Um, because, yes, I'm sure I'm sure they won't be able to do it. It won't be able to be as, as raucous. But, you know, like overrun on the car just pops bangs 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 the whole time and you do have like people in car in the lane next to you and like what are you doing <laughs> you're old enough to know better and i'm like i'm sorry so yeah uh those have been my my two reviews over the past few weeks since we last sat down together nice cool um yeah i've got some cool stuff coming up say, as well the list in front of me the triumph 1200 street twin yeah which will be riding at a very important event, the yes. Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Triumph. Um, uh, yeah, I've been trying and hoping to get on a Triumph for quite some time, and then a couple of weeks ago had a brilliant conversation with, insert PR company's name here. Uh, can't remember. Hang on, I'll tell you, because I remember it was Emma that was sorting me out from said PR company. Uh, you've had plenty of time on Triumphs, haven't you? Uh yeah, a couple, well, a couple of times they don't, they don't lend me them for very long, but I did a I did a DGR um on a bobber um a couple of years ago. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Uh, and then I did do a Triumph trip around Portugal just before COVID probably hit. Uh-huh. Um, and that was fun. Um, although I found the um what you oh you've got the street twin. Mm. I, I rode a street triple. Um, oh yeah, and it was for me. It was a bit. It's definitely. Sp- it was a sport bike, and I'm not a sport bike rider, so it was a bit, for me, zappy, twitchy. It's like the ones where the, it always looks like the front end's not quite finished. Like an alien. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. It's, it was nice. It was, it, was, yeah. it was fine. It was um, it was fine, but it's not my style of riding, so I felt a bit uncomfortable on it. So, mm. like, it's one of those, if you go over a bit of a bump, you feel that you're, if, you're, if your hand jolts a little tiny bit, you, you're zapping forwards, if that gotcha. makes sense. Like, gotcha. as in, yeah. I felt like I had, it was very twitchy on the on the throttle mm. i like something that's got a bit of a a gradual increase because gotcha. i'm a wimp a bit more linear yeah precisely yeah. but so i don't know if the um the street twins going to be similar or anything but you're you're used to riding fun bikes more yes fun bikes absolutely yeah no it's been I, you know it's been a while since i've ridden anything kind of like sporty <coughs> super bikey and I, I know the triumph 1200 street twin isn't exactly super bikey but it's a quite punchy engine 1200 it's gonna yeah. be it's going to go well. Yeah. Uh, but yes, as you say, uh, and I've, I completely got her name wrong. Uh, sorry, Alexandra. Uh, <laughs> not Emma. Not Emma at all. Um, Alex at uh, Performance. Performance Comms. Performance Comms. Oh, lovely people there. They are really um, lovely. Yeah, Alex has hooked me up with a couple of bikes. So yeah, that 1200 Street Twin. And then, as you quite rightly say, I'm also going to be riding that one on the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which I'm nice. very excited about, doing the London leg. Oh, so cool. I've done the, the London a few times. That's oh. that's really just a lovely one. It you is. stop at a lot of traffic lights, not going to open yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. And the reason I'm aware of that is because, so my dad lives on one of the routes uh, oh, really cool. through central London where the ride goes through. And I can remember many, many, many years ago, uh, going around to my dad's and us walking down his road as the bike as the ride came through and both of us thinking oh that's really cool this was before I had a bike license so mm. many years ago now um yeah so that was the reason I wanted to do that one and and of course it starts at 
our good friend Merlin's yes. Duke of London. So, uh, yes, very excited about that. And cool. then when that goes back, I'll then be getting a Triumph Bobber, which nice. I think is one of the coolest looking yes. out of the showroom bikes that you can buy right now. Totally and utterly agree with you. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, a, as we've spoken about already, the lover of the Feet Forward R18 Um yeah, R18. Yeah. Um, but something, especially when the bobber first came out, and a lot of people have customed this to kind of accentuate this, but that negative space between the rear wheel and the yeah. seat is wicked. Yeah. For me, it kind of has um, the same vibe that the um, BMW i what's the electric bmw or hybrid bmw old now really cool i8 i8 yeah the i8 you know like the the sporty yes you know the 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 negative space you've got those rear buttresses anything any automotive uh with the aston martin um forgetting all the words of things (laughs) uh valkyrie valkyrie Mm. all of that absolute lack yes. of car or bike yeah, I yeah. think looks wicked yeah. so for me that little space between the seat and the rear wheel of the bobber I think it's really really cool mm. nice shaped tank you can't have a bobber with a I don't think you can even get a bobber with a more than one seat it's a single seat it's a single seat yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's beautiful really mm. cool nice nice one John yeah I'm excited for that I really genuinely am excited for that because they're fun as well they're, they're, they are fun to ride yeah. easy they're yeah. a, bit, a bit more feet forwards, not quite feet forward, feet forward, but yes. they're, they're, they're more that way. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, fun. fun. Good choice. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for that. So yeah, big thank you, Alex, at Performance Comms. <laughs> for sorting out with that. Uh, uh, I might, if, she, if Alex from Performance Comms is listening, um, I also do need a motorcycle for this year's great Mali Rally. Um, ah. Just putting that out there. I haven't gone to anybody yet, um, so I don't know what to... Maybe, maybe we can have the listener choose maybe what I try to go on. I've got, because you have to go on something a little bit interesting. You it can't do. be anything, it can't be like a big tour that's really comfortable. Yeah. You have to go on something that's either like a, you could do a bobber, you can do a scramblery thing, like classic thing. So I, last year for the um, Mali Mile, I was riding around on a scram from Royal Enfield. Nice. For that. And that was actually really well suited to that environment of riding on grass and rocks and mud. And I really enjoyed that. But the rally is different. Oh, it's the, the rally. rally. Oh, the rally. From the rally. Cornwall to Scotland. Oh, Many yes. of a mile. <gasps> Maybe I need to do the rally. Yes. Honestly, it's so much fun. I'm doing it uh, with my dad. Come on. Right. Along. Gosh, that completely had gone out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. So, yeah. Long distance. Ah. Long distance motorcycle trip. Nearly always rains at some point. Interesting. Um, luggage does get carried for us to an extent, so I don't have to worry about that. As long as I can get down to Cornwall with luggage. That's so you ride thing. down to Cornwall as well. So you I ride guess. down to Cornwall, and then wow. you do the rally over a week up to Scotland, and it's amazing. Is it and is it a particular ilk of motorcycle? Like, i.e., can I phone up Ducati and go, "Can I bring the new Multistrada V4?" Um, will I get? Will you, people that go? Pff. People would go. Pff. Yeah, they, they, look they at would. that loser <laughs> with his heated grips and heated seats and cruise control. The idea is you are meant to suffer. It's meant to. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's meant to feel like you've properly done a road trip. And okay. So it is meant to be something that is a bit silly, a bit, I think they call it the, um, not undignified, but it, the, the it's it's not meant to be something you would generally do a massive road trip on. Okay. So but some people have come on little things that they've built. Somebody, you know, you can come on a 125. Um, so you did, did do that a couple of years ago. Um, so really I'd be cheating by going mm. on a modern bike anyway. I've done it on my 350. Um, I've done it on... Oh, good effort. Yeah. Yeah. The poor little thing was screaming when it was trying to ca- keep up with some of the other riders. 
Interesting. Yeah, um, maybe I need to explore that a little bit. It's fantastic. I do like the idea of that. 10 out of 10, would recommend. So, yeah, this will be like my fifth time doing it. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Mm, fun. Okay, we'll talk about I'm, that after. I'm going to turn the page over if that's okay. Uh, Unless there's anything else. Oh, so hang on. Honda Civic Type R. Oh, uh, yeah. Honda Civic Type R. Well, I, I, I say this so confidently. I haven't even spoke to the press office yet. But having just driven that i30N and given that a Honda Civic Type R is £50,000 and a Hyundai i30N is thirty-five, I am quite tempted to see just how much better mm. that type r is because i've said this to a few people that have driven both and they say it's n- not even a comparison like the oh, type really? r is so good and it does warrant that extra money to me spending fifty thousand pounds on a honda civic brings up the same sort of reaction that it did when i was driving the seventy thousand pound audi rs3 spending 70 grand on an audi a3 breaks my brain <laughs> but yet people clearly do uh, as they are now doing with the Civic Type R. So, yes, I am going to get in contact with the Honda press office, who may already be listening to this. Hi, guys. Um, could I have a um, Type R, please? Because <laughs> I'd like to do a review on it. Um, yes. And then after... Oh, there is actually one other. I've not written down on my list. Speaking of motorcycles. Uh, BMW Motorrad have promised me the new BMW R9T, Ooh. which is a bike I have loved since I started riding, well, since before I started riding bikes. And in fact, my very first ever big proper bike, in inverted commas, which was a Ducati Monster 821, I was on a almost flip a coin territory of do I go down the route of Ducati Monster or BMW R9T? Mm-hmm. And in the showroom that I went to buy my motorcycle from, there were two, there were one of each. And uh, I went with the Monster because I just always had that fantasy of Italian Ducati unreliability. And um, <laughs> that's what I went with. So I'm genuinely very excited because I've never ridden one. I still think they look fantastic. They it's do. one of those new bikes that just looks so good. So we, that's coming up soon as well. The So the first Mali Rally I did, I did bits of it on an R90. And they are uh, wonderful, super comfortable. Each one has got... Because you've got like four offshoots of R90. You've got right. like the Scrambler, Scrambler the... GS uh, Urban, which I think looks amazing. Yeah, the Pure, I think there's one yeah. called. And I can't remember the other one. Uh, or maybe it's just three. Um, yeah, it's yeah the the I think it is a GS the one that's kind of like it's like knobbly like tires. Oh no, I've got different. Oh, I know which one you think. I'm thinking about the one that looks more elongated. Um, oh, with like the racy sets. body. Yeah, yeah uh, with the bikini the bearing on it. Classic sport classic or something. I can't remember. <laughs> Either way, they all look really great Beautiful. and they all ride beautifully. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, good. Well done with that one. Yes, very excited. Thank you, Neil <laughs> at BMW. Oh, thanks, Neil. We like Neil. We do like Neil. We like we like all the PRs. We do like. Hang on, do we like all the? No, there's one I don't like. (laughs) Can you whisper it to me? Three syllables is the brand name. Um, Asked them for a car and they just said no. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Wallies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ignore that. Ironically, used to be really, really close friends with the the old uh, PR manager. Wait, is it? He's now retired. No, not Ferrari. No, we like Ferrari. Ferrari, good. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Think Ferrari. But much, 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 much cheaper. <laughs> That's that opens up everything. <laughs> okay. Um, it's Toyota. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. So if anyone at Toyota is listening and they'd like to go, oh, no, that's embarrassing. Let's we didn't mean that. to be so mean. We'll give you a car. Um, yeah. Give me a call. Um, 
that is the list of things coming up. Have you got anything coming up car-wise, bike-wise? Do you... No, but that's because I've just disappeared for like six weeks yeah. to get married and then honeymoon stuff. So I've not replied to any of my emails. So I'm just getting back into everything. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I need to start uh, asking people for things. Yeah. Um, but no, it's... But that's a good point. So we need to, yeah, so we need to formulate a plan for you on a bike for the Malay Rally. Yes. Uh, then are you coming to the Malay Mile as well? It's in my calendar. Um, I, I end up being really tired if I go for yeah. all four days. So I might just try and go for... Because I've done all four days for a few years now. So I yeah. might just do for like the weekend. I did Saturday, Sunday last yeah, year. That which was is really plenty. Good. Yeah, which is, is it is enough. So um, yeah, no, I, um, I, will, I will go. And if I do go, I'll bring a camera and have a nice time as well. So um, mm. yeah, but I don't know. Don't know yet. But uh, what else am I doing? Um, yeah, no, I've got, a few, I've got a few road trips and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, good woof. Things like that. Still plugging that good worth. <laughs> Catherine will be pleased. Good with PR. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, when is it? I can't remember. Oh, soon. come Quite on. Soon. No, it's over. It's over the the DGR. Oh. So that's why I can't do the DGR because I'm doing I'm doing Goodwood for one day and then there's also something called Retro Rides on the Sunday. So oh, I'm doing one that. day of each. So yep. Ah. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. So oh. um, but I will. I will, you know what, have you signed up? Because the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, for anybody that doesn't know, mm. is actually a charity ride, a massive is. charity ride for yes. an amazing cause of, um, it started off as prostate cancer research, yeah. and then um, it's not just research, but also um, helping people with prostate cancer, the families of, mm -hmm. and now it's gone to extend it to men's mental health because yes. um, suicide rates in men are so high. Mm -hmm. So really good things. So it is actually a charity run. Um, so have you opened up your account yet? Because I have. I, I shall donate to you. Oh, you bless you. You're very kind. Maybe I'll, I'll publish size that as well yes. on um i need to i need to prettify my page because yes i've done the sign up thing i need to put my photo and things like that so i'll do that and then yeah anyone that's listening uh, that thinks oh that's a really lovely cause and i'd love to donate and we'll mention it again and again moving forward before the event and maybe just after the event uh, and i'll try and get some content from it but as you can probably appreciate trying to get podcast content whilst riding a motorcycle <laughs> isn't the easiest thing to do uh, but we will have a go um, so yes, if you want to donate, uh, all of which, of course, will go to the charity. Um, I'll put a link in the bio of this podcast below and uh, we'll keep sharing on our social feeds over the next few weeks as well. Because yes, it, you're right. It's it's brilliant. We have an awful lot of people that listen to us. So if we can raise a good chunk of money for this amazing charity, mm -hmm. then that would be great. That would be good. And it make me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Um, turning over the page. Turning over the page. Um, what's going on with the Land Rover Defender is the question. And now genuinely... What is going? <laughs> like I just thought we'd, we'd you know, driven chat had suddenly got or driven had got a a, a defender, mm. and that you're driving around because you came to my wedding in it. I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely so spot on. What has happened to it? Something it's still happened? here. No, it's it's still here. Uh, nothing is the answer. Okay. We bought it. So, <laughs> so that's the end we, of this yeah. chat. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason I bring it up. Okay. Uh, now I I've written this down because a few people have asked on social media. Um, there's been a few clips of it on TikTok and Instagram. Reels and various other places, and then people have messaged going, um, well, I thought you said it was going to be a project car. Like, what have you actually done? Well, nothing because it's been quite busy, but we are about to get into it, so we're going to be changing bits and pieces on it. And just to remind you, this is genuinely our car, we've bought it, we paid money for it, we've gone into a showroom and said, Hello, that one, please. And we bought the car. Um, is there any reason why you picked white? Because uh, it was the only, <laughs> the only colour they had. Okay. I was tempted at one point to put a big UN sticker on the side yep. and a, a long aerial. But uh, no, it might change colour. So here we mm. go. This is where we're at because we have the ability with this beautiful white blank canvas. Uh, I'm going to assume by your face you're not a fan of the white. White cars, I think, should be there to be 
art painted drawn on interesting so i i'm i am a lover of art cars Uh i think they're wicked even if they're they look rubbish. I think I like the fact that people actually go ahead and paint their cars. Like I've I've painted two of my cars, yeah. um, admittedly not artistically, uh, and somebody else did it. But um, <laughs> just with the so I'm right. The thing is, I think I suppose I was talking to somebody about this recently about people now get cars with not with the intention to keep it. They yes. always get them to then think when I get rid of this. It's always a when yeah. I get rid of this. Yeah. Why not get a car and think. I'm going to keep this for right. a while. So yeah. for, like for, for us with the two vehicles that we've drawn on, we know we're going to keep those for a very, very long time to the point where we'll, we'll have to restore them before we have to sell them, before mm. we can sell them. So, I mean, I understand with a modern car, it's maybe a little bit different, but at the same time, I think, yeah, absolutely change it, make it your own because otherwise you're just driving around another washing machine like everybody else's. Very so true. be different. So with white cars, I like it, as you said, as a blank canvas, um, don't keep it white. Interesting. Good. I'm glad you said that because that is one of the ideas. We are hoping to wrap it. We're going to change the colour of it. Cool. Awesome. I, as you know, I have a particular affiliation with a swampy shade of green, which I'm still in my head like, I think that could look quite cool. Wait, hang on a second. You said you thought brown cars were cool. I do. But it could be brown. Okay. We can make it brown. We can make it brown brown and green. Oh, camo. (laughs) No. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't put camouflage on your cars. No. Um, Yeah. So this is partly the reason I wanted to bring it up because, again, we have had people asking and this as a project, as a community project, that's you involved, dear listener, uh, I'd be interested to know what you think we should or shouldn't do. Uh, I am currently looking at a set of wheels with Evo Corsa, who's a lovely Italian wheel manufacturer, looking at putting some, forgive me, bronze wheels on. Oh, Amy Shaw's face just went high. Okay, But but I suppose because I'm still thinking bronze. Well, they're actually more gold. Well, I'm trying. But so then you're going to have a white Defender with gold wheels. Yeah. All right, there. I was going to. No, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> what were you going to say? I'll tell you afterwards. Oh, okay. Can you mime it. No. <laughs> Basically, I hope you're going to be painting it. If you're going to be getting gold wheels, mm. or not painting it, but you know, changing the color of the body. Yeah, I might do black wheels, but then black wheels, I feel like they've kind of had their day. Really they difficult. have boring go gold absolutely go gold okay but just don't stay white what if it gold wheel so the top half of the defender is black the bottom half is white that's as it is a standard oh like black roof yeah so is everything it? above the window line is black oh i didn't know that cool um so at the moment Actually, it's quite a nice contrast of black and white yep. so all of the white panels <coughs> could become green okay yep or brown yep with then gold wheels i think that'd look cool hmm yeah, I think need, that would look cool. Need your feedback on this, dear listener. How, what should we do to our Defender? And if, per chance, you know of a particular company that does really cool things with Defenders, let us know because we might go and put their bits on. Would you add things like snorkel? Like, I don't think this point... Like, I if quite you put, like the idea of putting a snorkel on because put, I do like the idea of going properly off-roading. Okay, it. if you put a snorkel on, you also have to put... And promise me you'll do this if you put a snorkel on. Mm. You also have to put a winch on the front and a tow bar on the back. Ooh. You cannot have... At least snorkel without a bar. Okay. Like it just any defender, and I will judge you, defender drivers. <laughs> any defender that doesn't have a tow bar on, you don't need to be driving a defender. Interesting. Like just get a big SUV if that's what you want. Sorry, but if you're going to have a utility utility vehicle, mm. it has to actually be a utility or look at least look like it's a utility vehicle. Maybe try and tow something a bit so that the the tow bar is not just 
shiny. So scuff it up with a bit of sandpaper, a bit of wire <laughs> wool. That would be great. Thank you very much. Okay, perfect. I'll pour some brine on it to go a bit rusty. <laughs> but uh, again, like if you see you've got a snorkel, mm, and then yeah, you're like, you're right, and then you've right. got road tires on. I don't know. Like it starts yeah, to get a bit silly. Yeah. Well, that's the plan to put some uh, cool wheels on, some knobblies on bit of a snorkel i want to take it there's a road in wales that i've been fascinated by uh not the on. one you and i went on no no don't that was that. Good, don't do it? that again <laughs> never no, do that road no. again dunlop hill that was it jesus My goodness yeah don't do that uh no uh, it's called strata florida oh okay yeah <laughs> i didn't expect that yeah in wales. i know uh, it looks amazing it's okay. this kind of long route it goes there's some supposedly some fairly challenging bits and some not so challenging bits but it's very scenic and pretty and okay, cool. uh, that's the plan i want to go there with a few is friends. it off-road or is it road yeah, road all off-road oh cool yeah, awesome I've got to go through rivers twice i think nice and, yeah, it's really cool you should come okay bring mildred yes <laughs> guess that name then. mildred by the way is amy's car just yeah, in case you're first time listening not her nan or, <laughs> auntie mildred <laughs> Bring Mildred. <laughs> She'd love it. Uh, there you are. Oh, yes. Cool. Oh, and no, no, no. There is one more question that I wanted to ask with regards to the Land Rover Defender that, again, yeah. I'm relying on you, dear listener, to help me with. And that is, so there's a couple of companies that have got in contact with me since we bought the Defender to say, would you be interested in having a rear seat conversion in your car? Now, remember... Uh, and again, if you, this is your first time listening, uh, the Defender that we've bought is a commercial. It's a hard top. It means it's a van. So yep. it only has front seats. Behind the front seats is a bulkhead, and then it's a van. It's just cool. nothing in the back. Now is it you, 90? 110. 110. Okay, cool. So it's a proper you, van. Yeah. Now, you can put the rear seats in. All of the pinnings are there. So you can take out the storage units that are there. You can put the seat belts in. You can put the seats in. Uh, you can take off the covers that currently cover the windows so you have windows again. However, what I seemingly cannot work out for the life of me, and this is where I'm appealing to you, dear listener, is what are the actual legality and rules with regards to this? Because the car is taxed as a lightweight commercial vehicle. The minute I take a bulkhead out and put rear seats in, it no longer is because, of course, then it's not a van anymore. Surely you have to then tell the DVLA that this is now a... Well, that's the thing, because I went on the DVLA website like a good person and gov.uk like a good person to look up exactly this. And the guidelines are so vague. They basically say you don't actually need to tell anyone, providing you're not changing the structural integrity of the vehicle, it's fine. And then I speak to a few friends and they're like, oh, no, you definitely need to tell somebody because then you're changing the tax bracket of the car. And then I speak to one of these companies that reached out and said so what is the actual rule and they just kind of went um nobody really knows we just put them in and it's fine with the tax bracket thing though surely a van you're paying more tax so you'd be going Uh, down tax anyway don't know i thought you i I, in my head a a van is a higher tax but it might not be so in which case surely you'd want to tell them if that yeah. was the case, if it was but that way around. How does it then affect insurance? Because it's insured as a commercial vehicle that with, I just don't know. And this is the thing. If there's somebody listening that is in this world that goes, I know the answer to all the questions you are asking, please send me an email, podcast at drivenchat.com, because um, I haven't got a clue. I'm confused as well, because I think I once tried to put Mildred, my defender, um, as Mildred. a as a, a commercial vehicle. And they were like, no, it's a car. And I was oh, like, but yours is definitely a commercial exa- vehicle. Exactly, right? Huh. So I'm sure that, because I tried to do it once for, 
I can't remember whatever reason. And then they're like, no, this is just a it's it's a it's a van, but not a commercial van or it's a car or it's a four yeah. by four, four no four by four four by four car they call it. Right. And I was like, well, what? What are you? Yeah, <laughs> so it's a really odd one. It's like that particular ilk of Land Rover is a really odd one because, again, because it's a commercial vehicle, I'm limited on dual carriageways to 60 miles an hour But because it's a van. That's, uh, of course. But uh, if it was a funny. car with back seats, yeah. it's not. But also, what's funny, uh, our good friend Robert of Malay, he's yeah. got a Defender and he's managed, it's a long one, and the thing is, he's got 10 seats in it, and therefore, it counts as a bus. Ah. So then, when he's driving around in London, Unless it counts as... Exempt. <laughs> yeah. Ah. So, uh-huh. So maybe we just don't highlight any of this. So we just <laughs> Somehow put 10 seats in it. <laughs> Use it as a... <laughs> well, it's ULES exempt because it's still new. But, yeah, I like the idea. But yes, anyway. Can you fit 10 seats? Oh, I don't know. You couldn't fit 10 in there. No. 1.30 maybe. I'm assuming yeah. his is a 1.30. I think it's 1.30, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, yes, that's my appeal to you, dear listener, if you happen to know how all of this works or any of it. Um, and if you're kind of like, I think it's this, don't worry. Don't worry about it because I've had too many of those, I think, <laughs> conversations. Tell us if you People know. People like, scratching their chins in a pub going, I think. You know what we should do? Mm. I don't know why I've not thought about this before. Why don't we find somebody who works in the DVLA to come and have a chat? Yeah, right. Have you ever tried contacting anyone at the DVLA? I, I'm convinced there are three people that work for the DVLA. Three. And I'm sure I've spoken to one of them at least five times in my life. But have you ever tried to phone the DVLA to ask them anything? Um, once. And I swore I'd never do it again. How long did you spend on the phone before you spoke to an actual human being? Probably about 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had an issue with a V5 for a motorcycle I bought that went to the, an old address, couldn't access it, so needed to ask for a new one. And for whatever reason, there was some technicality that meant I couldn't do the online form thing. So I had to speak to a human being. The rigmarole that I had to go through, just bonkers. Um, but if we ask really nicely, I bet we could get somebody on. And then we could just ask them all these questions. But they don't know that. <laughs> don't, generally, I don't think any of them know the answer to any of these questions. I don't think. Maybe I can be... Do you work for the DVLA? <laughs> do you live in Swansea? <laughs> would you like to come on the Driven Chat podcast and answer questions about Land Rover Defenders and we other things? We would have things? so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Why do I still have to apply for tax, even if I have a historic vehicle that doesn't need to be paid anything? Oh, is that right? So you have to have a... I got you, a last, you still have to write the application yeah. even though you pay zero. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So we got a last letter. Well, when I say we, William got a last letter, letter through the DVLA and I thought I'd better open this because it looks a bit scary. And um, it was like, last chance, tax your vehicle off the MGB. And I was like... It's tax it's ta- exempt. Why is tax exempt? Anyway, we still have to go through it. So, yeah. Here's a question for you. Is it MOT exempt? No. No. Okay. I don't think. Uh, no, I'm sure it isn't. Which, yeah, is a bit... I think there should... Five now, I think, 1975. Yeah, so it's 74 at the minute. Yep, so it's one year out. Yeah. So, yeah, soon. But again, I think that should be... I think classic cars should have an MOT of sorts. Aha! Glad you said that. I really? Yeah, because this is something I've been fascinated by. I saw Paul Cowland, our friend Paul Cowland, talking about this recently on his social medias, um, where he was talking about the importance of, even though MOT, so by the way, if you're listening outside the UK, we have a thing called an MOT every year, which is where we take our cars to be tested. What's it stand for? Oh, God. Mechanical observation test. I don't know. Hold the line, please. (laughs) MOT. It's an acronym, isn't it? Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Ministry of Transport. Okay. <laughs> ah, so that's interesting. So MOT, so I I get, again, here's a little weird insight into how my brain works. I get annoyed when people use 
an acronym, but then use the final word in that acronym twice. So like when people say VIN number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vehicle identification yeah. number is what yep. VIN stands for on every car. It should be your VI number or your VIN. Yeah. People say VIN number. No, because you're then saying vehicle identification number number. I've always assumed <laughs> that MOT wouldn't then be MOT test because yep. I assume the T is test. It's not. Uh, it's Ministry of Transport. Test. The term MOT starts with Ministry of Transport. So you could say MOT test. Yeah. That's fine. Gosh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's plastered over a crack in my brain I didn't know I had. That's made me feel really happy. I'm very pleased. Oh, MOT test you is fine. actually relaxed. I am. Oh, do you know what? I can, I can take the rest of the day off. <laughs> Ministry of Transport test. Yeah, so we have this bizarre test in which the... Uh, a certified workshop will tell us if our brakes are good, suspension's good, car's not going to fall apart due to rust, that sort of thing. And then when cars get to a certain age, i.e. really old, uh, suddenly you don't need that test anymore. And that seems really bizarre. It is. Well, it's because, <laughs> it is because every car that will do this test will fail it because yeah. mostly due to emissions now, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and if the minute that you change the emissions so that it does pass the test, which is possible, it will run like poo. Mm. So um, it's, it's not a good one to try and do. So... Um, I, but I do think there has to be a classic MOT of sorts. Just something that says this is safe enough. Yeah. Your brakes work enough. Well, you can take your car, any car, to an MOT tester and yeah. just say, can you just do me a, a mock test? Do you just run like run through it? And I think mm -hmm. that's such a crucial thing. If you're not doing that and you drive a classic car, a MOT exempt classic car, not only are you doing you a disservice, you're doing the car a disservice, you're also doing every other road user a disservice. Mm -hmm. I'd want to know that my own car is safe. I'd also want to know that everyone else on the road has a safe car. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Maybe we can ask the DVLA that. Actually, maybe. maybe not. Let's not put that yeah. into their heads. What I'm going to do is I'm going to phone them now, and then by the time we get through to them, which I suspect will be about four years, uh, we'll get them on. But prove me wrong, DVLA. Does anyone at the DVLA listen to the Driven Chat podcast? If so, podcast at drivenchat.com, subject line. Hi, John. I listen. Right. We've done quite well. We have done quite a list. My goodness, it's quite late now, isn't it? It is. How long have we been going for? Ages. Oh, God. Why do our podcast gone for such so a long time? It's because we chat. We do chat. Right. Um, let's call it a day then. Yeah, we're um, wrapping up now. Is so there anything more? Uh, any other notes? Parish notes? Any other business? I think that's about it. Good. Uh, right. I'll write down one last note for my intro, which has really, really gone off track here. In fact, I might have to pause and then start again for the intro. <laughs> um, good. Right. Um, Thank you for listening, dear listener. Uh, oh, no, wait, call to actions. Oh, no, there is one more, actually. There is a call to action. Everyone's getting ready to turn it off now. They're like, oh, they're about to wrap up. I'll, I'll turn it off. Nope. Uh, one more. I've got a podcast next week. So you've actually only got two days to get this in if you're listening on Monday. Um, I am speaking to a chap called Rob Jolly. <laughs> That's the longest silence I've ever given. I don't know if you're going to cut that silence out or yeah, not. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> I'm talking to a chap called Rob Jolly, uh, who is the CEO and co-founder of an electric car subscription service called Onto. Um, Rob has been thrown at me by a PR person to come and answer some questions on uh, the world of EVs. And I'd love to know, are there any questions that you, dear listener, would like me to ask on your behalf to Rob? Um, his he kind of specialises in things like EV charging etiquette, which I think is a quite an interesting talking topic because I've seen, pe I've genuinely seen people fighting at uh, service stations over 
um, charging networks, uh, the EV subscriptions and the future of the EV industry, which is the one that I think is going to be, be most fascinating. You're welcome to join if you're around on Wednesday. Wednesday next week. Yeah. I'll check my calendar. Oh, perfect. I'll do that right now. Because, um, yeah, I think, you know, we've all got ums and ahs and concerns about the world of EV. And now that synthetic fuel is suddenly looking like it's becoming more of a thing, maybe that's going to take over. Suddenly people are playing with hydrogen again. Is EV going to be this chapter where it kind of came and went like the Sony Betamax? Um, these are the kind of things that I would like to invite you to give your input on. So providing you can get your email into me before 10 a.m. on Wednesday, because that's when the podcast is going to be, um, podcast at drivenchat.com, your questions about the EV industry. Get them in and I will make sure that they are featured with that episode. I will have also put a shout out on our social media feeds to invite questions there as well i am not available but ah. i will put in my own uh, questions because there will be a number of things i'm sure that i want to ask um, Perfect. and it was quite interesting i was at a i was on a job yesterday at um with aston martin mm. and we were talking about basically it was a um a chat with all the designers it was really nice. cool and then we we're talking to the designers or the, the guests were talking to the designers about the way that cars will be designed with an e, uh, ev platform now because you can change so much for example you no longer need a center console of type course, of thing because yeah. there's no prop. But, the transmission well, tunnel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, there will be a prop of some sort. But mm. yes, it, and it was like, okay, that's interesting. So suddenly they're saying, okay, what do you do with all this new space? Do you still fill it? Do, is it something that people still want to yeah. be able to have or do you just leave it as something else? Anyway, so I find the design side really interesting. But in terms of the actual yeah, etiquette for a start, that's interesting. Mm. I'm going to enjoy that. Although just before I, uh, I drove here today, um, I was, browsing tiktok over my breakfast and um there was a clip i don't know how many years ago it would have been filmed a but a, a top gear the old top gear clip yeah. of clarkson may and hammond chatting about you know having uh, evs will, will be the word and and they're joking about how i mean you just go up to somebody and just like, unplug it. it yeah yeah <laughs> and i wonder if like because now it, the people you know the the cars lock on they locked in yeah yeah so i'm like i wonder if they just saw that and just thought that's a very good point we need to yeah make that not a thing yeah um but yeah, the uh, the idea of not being able to get away. If, imagine if it just got stuck on. You'd be like, I, I can't leave the... Uh, oh, I definitely... I've had that, but that was, that was due to me being a wally. But yeah, I can't remember what it was. It might be the BMW i4. It was plunked, plucked in in the car park just behind you there. And I something went wrong and I couldn't get the plug out for love nor money. I had to like lock the car, unlock the car, get in the car, get out the car, start the car. Yeah, um, but I am. A Wally. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've already got a question in my head that I'm going to ask. Perfect. So yeah. write it down. I'll read it out as Amy 30 something from, <laughs> could you? from Warwickshire. <laughs> Actually, yes. If you could submit all your questions <laughs> with your name, age and town and I'll read it out like a, like a, uh, a Mike 54 from Swansea. <laughs> John 35 from Wimbledon says, yeah. That's what I want. Okay, cool. Good. Uh, podcast at drivenchat.com is the email address if you would like to get in contact with us for that. If you would like to tell us anything you know about Land Rover Defender hardtop conversions um, uh, or anything else that you would like us to talk about, that is how you can find us. If you would like to see everything that we do, because this podcast is just one of the things that we do as a media platform. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. We also have written articles. We also have photo galleries. Uh, it's all available to see on our website. And that website is drivenchat.com. And if you head over to there, you will also see a relatively new part of the website. It's called News. And we handpick some news stories that have jumped out to us that we write about uh, that you'll be able to see as well. So if 
this podcast, for example, is the kind of podcast you like, then chances are the kind of news that you like or might like will also be shown on our website. And there you can have a quick browse through. Uh, We tend to throw up a couple of stories every day. Have a look through there. It will help pass some time if, for example, I don't know, you're sat waiting for an EV charger. (laughs) Hey! Um, YouTube channel, worth mentioning. All the videos are on our website, but we do have a YouTube channel. And if you are a YouTube viewer and you're feeling particularly kind and like to look at videos about cars, then you can subscribe to our channel, uh, which is shooting up with subscriptions, which is very exciting. We've got lots and lots of lovely car videos to look at. The most recent upload will be the Hyundai i30n, which will probably be up there later this week. But we have also recently reviewed the BMW M3 Touring, uh, as well as the Bentley Bentayga EWB, as well as the Audi R8 rear-wheel drive performance edition, as well as many, many, many other cars and motorcycles. Cool. Whoosh. Hard work, isn't it? Uh, if you're following us on social media, thank you. If you're not, then why? We are at Driven Chat on just about every single platform. We are most prolific on Instagram. So that is the one. If you're only going to follow us on one because that's the way your brain works, then please make it that one. Um, and you'll be able to see lots of daily content on there with Instagram stories and videos and reels and things like that. Lastly, as I always like to suggest people do people have been doing it and it's really kind um a nice review on apple podcast does a wonderful thing for us so if you have enjoyed this episode and if you've enjoyed a lot of the other episodes if you have just a minute or two spare to say thank you and this is the only thing we ask we still don't do patreon we don't do subscriber things we do all of this for free it shouldn't be costing you dear listener a penny to consume any of the media that we make i can't promise it's always going to be like that but at the moment it is like that so if the one and only thing you do to say thank you is to give us a five-star review and write some nice words on apple podcasts or on spotify because you can now leave reviews on there um then that honestly will mean the world to us and i thank you in advance for doing so and it makes us really happy it does it genuinely makes us really happy like the at the moment i'm really enjoying scrolling through the feedback notes in the Q&A sections of Spotify podcasts. Have we can be getting things? Yeah, we oh, have. And it's, you know, we don't get thousands. We get you know, a handful each week. But it's just really, really, really nice to see that people are enjoying it. And it's, um, it, it, I know it's a bizarre thing to say. We've had more than half a million downloads of this podcast now. Mm. And whilst that is a massively staggering, impressive number, if I get one or two comments or reviews a week that are really lovely, that to me is like the nicest thing ever. Yep. And I do see them. I, I look at every single bit of feedback, comments, every single DM. I see it all. So, um, yes, thank you very much, sincerely, for your efforts in um, in leaving reviews and being nice. Cool. Because it is nice. And you are all lovely. You know, it's really good. <laughs> right. Um, time to go. Well, you're going to disappear off to do something fun, I assume. I'm going to edit all of the Aston Martin pictures that I took yesterday. Perfect. I'm going to go and sit in the office and uh, work with Mike on some news stories. Yay. And get this Ooh. audio file over to Tom. And I'm going to email you all the questions from Amy. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> if it's uh, only questions from uh, Amy in Warwickshire, <laughs> you know what's happening. Uh, yes. Um, right, good. Let's, let's call it a day. Thank you so much for listening, dear listener. Uh, We will speak to you again next week with that episode about EVs, answering all your questions. Cool. Exciting. Uh, Thank you and goodbye. Bye. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The... 
very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.